one drinking beer. I'm drinking water. Two touchdowns a game. Yes, in the game. You're tripping. How high? No, I don't know what we're doing in the front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. <laughs> Ryan, I just need you to drink this. Wide receiver trivia. That's what she said. Her. Fuck. Her. Upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode 161. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. I'm your other great co-host, Nestor. And our special... Hey, I'm here. There is Malin. Malin, would you like to introduce you yourself? yourself? <laughs> you skip me, just... Like you skip Thanksgiving with that goddamn Christmas tree. Co-host Malin Dennis, how's everybody doing today? Night, whatever. Doing good, and our uh, special first half guest. He's back, June Bug Spade. Hey. What's up, June? What's going on? I'm back after a week hiatus. Have returned. You were apt. Absolutely missed. There was no, uh, oh, yeah. no joking on that one. Uh, gentlemen, we are joined once again. Come together, as we usually do, for our Wednesday opening shot. Oh, look at that. I got some rum and coke. What's up? Oh. There you go. A little mixed drink. Oh, my God. This might be the first time that everybody has alcohol at the same time in months. Yeah, I would say so. It, in fact, it looks like Nestor might have water, though. He's trying to play the game. Uh -oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> By the way, I took that shot with my Washington Husky shot glass. Nice. Oh. Number five should be number three. It's Florida State. Ain't played nobody in Michigan. <laughs> Bunch of damn cheaters. <clears throat> There's a little preview to later in the show. Uh, folks, if you are new to our podcast, we are an NBA and NFL show. Uh, so if you are a fan of either one of those leagues, this is a show for you. We live stream on YouTube every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So be sure to click the first link in your podcast description below to be taken to the uh, YouTube version of this episode, Let's click subscribe. That way you'll be notified every time we go live, just in case you forget uh, what's going on on Wednesday nights. Uh, with that being said, I think I'm missing anything else. Let's just hop right into the, uh, the recap for this week. We are in week, well, about to be in week 10 here, which is crazy we're more than halfway through the year at this point through the nfl year um but let's start off with the uh sunday not the night game it was the 4 30 game but the eagles and cowboys game it was in philly with the eagles holding on 28 to 23 was the final score great game absolutely great game better than the night game uh june we'll start with you 
how confident should Dallas fans be when it comes to playing teams uh, with winning records? You know, I, I think I think they're fine. Um, that that game just got away for a second in the third quarter. Uh, had some mishaps, some penalties. Uh, our right tackle decided he wouldn't block anymore. <laughs> And left our quarterback wide open to get sacked a few times. and But I think Dallas is fine. I mean, we've got a lot of season left. Uh, you know, I said it would take eight weeks for the Cowboys to get this offense together. In the last three weeks, we've seen the ball go down the field more and more. C.D. Lamb with three straight 100-yard games. Uh, Dak with two straight 300-yard games. Um, just came up a little bit short. I think Dallas is fine. I think... I think, you know, besides the penalties, I think Dallas really outplayed Philly in that matchup. They harassed Jalen Hurts uh, a lot. He didn't, you know, he didn't do the spectacular stuff that he did. Um, they did a good job on A.J. Brown. I mean, the guy had, what, five or six straight games with 125 yards and two touchdowns a game. So to take him to 60 yards and one touchdown, that tells you that the team was playing good. Just a couple of couple of ball bounces here and there, and Dallas wins that game. So I think I think Dallas is fine. I think the second time they play in Dallas, you're going to see a, a different game, you know. So I, I got a lot of confidence in, in coming up against teams with winning records that they're going to be fine. Uh, go ahead, Malin. Um, Well, I mean, I, I love June's confidence, this team. He should. Cowboys fan. Bottom line is, is they've played two teams when when record and uh, haven't won either of them. Uh, the Chargers barely count because they have a 500 record, <laughs> so they did beat them 20 to 17. Um, so we beat the Jets and they was one and zero. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, June. That's like just, saying your I'm first just kiss. I'm it out there. You beat. Zach Wilson. All right. Now, here, here's why the Cowboys should not be worried about teams with winning records. You ready for this? They got nine games left. They're five and three. Only five of them are against teams with winning records. So they, they're going to have four games. Against some pretty terrible people, games against winning records, so they could still end up nine and eight and make make the playoffs. Um, are we like are, are are we are we thinking they're title contenders? Because if we are, then yes, they have a problem. Then they're going to have to beat teams with winning records once they get to the playoffs. Um, but right now, um, no, they're, they're they're five and three, man. They still control their destiny. Uh, even some of the teams that they have with a winning record, I mean, yes, they played Philly tough. So, you know, yeah, they, they could end up beating Philly. Uh, I'm sorry, June. I'm still going to have to go with my Seahawks because I'm a homer uh, on, you know, 1130. Um, the, uh, they, you know, they got a good chance against, you know, Miami too. So I still think that um, Dallas could end up winning 10, 11 games, but at worst, they're going to win nine games and they're still going to find themselves in the playoffs. Um, it might only be the, the, the second time since they won their last Super Bowl that they have a winning, 
record for three straight years um, if they win nine games, but that's beside the point. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not that worried about it. They're, 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 they're still a playoff team. They're a playoff team today. I agree with you. Everything you said, except for the Seahawks thing. I was about to say. <laughs> I'll snuck that one in there. I was about to say. <laughs> Nestor, what do you think? I would just say not so confident. And the reason why is that I I hold the Cowboys to a higher standard than just for this team than just reaching the playoffs. Um, if I if if I if I even hold my like for example the Dolphins game against the Chiefs that blew my expectations. I was just like you know what yeah we can forget about I like do I really care about making the playoffs when I know I'm gonna probably lose to a to a a winning uh, team like I, I I don't want that. You know, it, it, it's a, it's, you know, it's like a dud. It's gone. It's what, what, what is the How point of me reaching the playoffs if I'm gonna just get thrown away the first round? Hey, so hey, I Nestor, think, I think the Cowboys. Have, I know, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> have a have, unlike Miami, they have a potential to get to a Super Bowl. And if you're, if you're, now I mean, losing to the Eagles is, is not bad because the Eagles. You know, I heard somebody say they they um they control the pace of the game really well, and they're a really good team. So there's no shame in that. They're a really really good team. Um, but hopefully in the next coming like weeks they can get a win against a pretty good team, and we can see that out of them. Uh, because what the Cowboys fans need is the expectation of reaching the Super Bowl. That's what they should be aiming for. Because you guys have a great team. You have a good team. And you have the experience. Um, meanwhile, my Dolphins, you know, Tyreek Hill's over here fumbling the ball. But apart from that, um, yeah, that not so confident. But I feel, I do believe that in the coming weeks, they will show some of that spark that you guys got to see in order to see them in, in, in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. now, now, Nestor, what 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 is... What is this experience you speak of? This what 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 experience? I feel Dak Prescott's more experienced than Tua. It doing what? And not getting injured. <laughs> and missing really? the whole season. <laughs> didn't didn't Dak miss like five or six games last year? Yeah, but before that he's played full seasons, right? So okay. I feel like okay. I don't know. Tua's more <laughs> Inexperienced in Dak, at least. And Tua fumbled a snap. So, so Super Bowl. Okay, we're talking about the Dolphins again. Nestor, how bad did that game hurt you, man? A lot. <laughs> like this man is just the Christmas tree's already up. I Wake mean, up at nine thirty in the morning to watch my team lose, and the fucking Christmas tree is up. Uh, well, I'm not going to bring up the Dolphins in my take. Uh, I don't think that the the Cowboy fans should be very confident. I'm sorry, June, but uh, historically, this is kind of always their problem. Like, is beating other good teams, uh, and it's it's so weird because like every time they get into these games against another good team. 
something will go wrong. It's like they usually don't just get completely blown out. It's like they'll just kind of barely win by like a one possession game or barely lose by one possession game. Uh, it'll be either Dak didn't play well, they get out coached with some kind of clock blunder, uh, the run game won't show up, uh, whatever it may be. It's always something. Uh, and in this case, Tony Pollard's still not playing very well. And no. Kellen Moore was very much missed this game. I, I feel like if if Kellen Moore was still on that coaching staff, I would like you guys uh, to pull that one out. But main thing is the run game has just been completely absent, and that's really right. keeping the, the offense one-dimensional. Uh, so I just don't have – when it comes to these – bigger games against good teams it's just like they'll find a way to lose and then jerry jones afterwards still like <laughs> kind of keeping hope in a weird way it's like jerry yeah that played well and you still lost so what does that say like, <laughs> well I, I said it on my uh on my tiktok on the on the tiktok i made about the cowboys and i talked about the running game and that and that has been our Achilles heel in a couple of these games this season, um, especially against, you know, we lost to Arizona. We didn't have a run game that to, to slow Arizona down, and they just got momentum. Now, now we did miss four linemen in that game. That was – so we it's hard to run like that. But still, we I, – I didn't understand why the Cowboys did not go get a running back in the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Travis Henry was on the trade block. They said it. Tennessee had him on the trade block. Mm. And for Jerry not to go out and at least pursue Travis Henry, um, Derek, I said, Derek Henry, I said mm. Travis Henry, Derek Henry, um, that that was, I don't know, that, that kind of, I kind of stepped back and looked at the like, what are you doing? You see that Tony Pollard is a good running back. He needs a number one running back in front of him. When he had Zeke in front of him taking all the pressure, Tony Pollard come in. I mean, look at that game against uh, Minnesota last year. But he basically single-handedly destroyed. I think he had 100 yards receiving and damn near 100 yards rushing in that game. Damn, you know, damn near destroyed Minnesota by itself. But he had Zeke to take all the pressure off of him. That's what Tony Pollard leads. I think Rico Dado has, has come in and trying to take some of that Zeke load where Rico is going to be that pound, pound, pound guy. And Pollard come, you know, but I think they need a true number one back next year. Somebody that's going to take the pressure off of Tony Pollard so he can get back to that guy that, number one, Tony Pollard can't run between tackles. He is a sweep and an off-tackle guy. You know, that's what he is. When he run, if you notice in the last game in this game, when he went outside, at seven eight yards of carry. He went inside two yards of carry. They, Mike McCarthy has to figure him out before it's too late. Yeah, I will say this: I disagree with Pollard being a good running back. Um, he's a good third down back. He's a good backup running back. Yeah. Because uh, like you what said, he, yeah, yeah he, he does good with another running back yeah. is 
doing most of the carries, but the man has not scored a touchdown since week one, and he's averaging 60 yards a game mm-hmm. this year. Like, he is not your number one back, and I will agree with you on this. Just you saying the possibility of Derrick Henry going to the Cowboys made my butt cheeks pucker up a little bit. <laughs> that would have been the difference in the world, man. If you, Could you imagine Derrick Henry? Man. With the star on the helmet going on, yeah. I mean, that yeah. would have looked like an MVP player. <laughs> been, that would have been insane. With that defense, damn. <clears throat> It'd be like having Micah Parsons line up at running back. That would have right. been, been nuts. But it did piss me off when they picked up that, that hands-to-the-face flag. They picked that oh, one up. That, yeah. that, that was... That that was terrible call for the. Rest. I mean, come on, <laughs> that was hands to the face. You threw the flag. Why? <laughs> Everybody on the replay can see the dude. First thing he did was jab him in the face. He his head went back. He like they threw the flag, and they say, you know, they pick it up. I'm like, dude, that was that that was. Come on, oh, come on. Odd. June, June got the big star rose glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Remember that in four weeks, sir. You, you, you drink that. Well, these refs. My Dolphins were, were a victim of it against the Eagles. All right, God, we're sir, moving on. Not... I'm ten penalties <laughs> to zero. Ten <laughs> penalties to zero. That, that's that's shameful. God. When, when did Nestor turn into Shaq? We always have to talk about this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, fresh breath. I'm in pain. We even had to talk about the Steelers. Now we got to talk about the Dolphins every goddamn week. <laughs> Let's move on to the night game, the Bengals and the Bills. Um, also, shout out to G Money in the YouTube live chat. You guys will be hearing from him in the second half of the show. Uh, but Bengals and Bills, final score was 24 to 18, with the Bengals taking care of their business. Uh, Nestor, let's start with you again. Or let's just start with you this time. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a threat are the Bills in the AFC? Yeah, I wanted to say 5 out of 10, but I would be a little bit generous. Um, I'll give them a 4 out of 10. This team is uh, is in trouble. They could have made a statement against the Bengals. They decided to not. I don't care about how much they they lost or whatever. Uh, they didn't cover against Tampa. Uh, usually the narrative is this team blows out other teams after a loss, which is mm-hmm. what, what type of stat is that? Like, what are we talking about right now? Mm-hmm. Like, you you lose to the Jets week one, and then you you have some other crazy losses, like, uh, up until now that I don't even fucking remember. They, they lose to shit teams sometimes, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, all right, now they're going to blow out this this other team it's usually Jags. a bad team yeah um the patriots they're not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that <laughs> but that's, what, that's not where i was going right now it's not where i was going but no they're just not a threat at all like they're just i no uh, I I feel like they're getting a lot of good uh, product out of this kid Kincaid out of the tight end. Maybe that's a good thing that Dawson Knox mm-hmm. went out because this kid is like pretty good. 
uh, at wide receiver Shakir. Um, he's doing good. But there's nothing else that stands out to me that his team is going to continue being shaky the rest of the season. And, um, yeah, I don't think they're a threat at all, to be honest with you. I don't see the Bills resurging and beating and, and I don't know, going, uh, going far. I don't at all. If you look at the games they've played, I've seen some of their games because, unfortunately, I've had I've picked them to cover uh, a lot of times, and it's just they always disappoint me. And especially like, well, sorry, I mean not mention the Dolphins, but there you go. A lot of these games, a lot of these games, <laughs> I just I don't see. Even when they win, I'm like, I don't see much. And their coaching, I think, is like very soft. Mm. I think they don't. I don't know. I just don't see it. So four out of ten for me. Uh, Malin. I'm still on the seven right now, and here's why. Still on the seven. When we're going into the year, I was probably at like a nine. Is my confidence that they were going to be like AFC contenders? Both. Right now, I'm at a seven, and it's actually probably like a six and a half. But when you think about it, when you think about the playoffs, they're five and four right now. Everybody in the AFC North right now is five and three or better outside of Baltimore to whoop my Seahawks ass. And we're going to be talking about Seahawks. Um, do we really think that Pittsburgh and Cleveland are going to hang on? No. No, we don't. <laughs> this is not going to be here since, I think, 2002 since we've had four teams from the same division in the playoffs. It, it's just not going to happen. So when you look at their schedule, okay, mm. uh, going forward, they'll probably beat Denver. They're going to beat the Jets. Probably lose to Philly. Probably lose to KC. They'll beat the Chargers, and they'll beat New England. I'm sorry, Jalen. Um, so you got two games. You got Dallas and Miami. I think they probably win one of those, which is five more wins, which gets them to 10 wins. Probably puts you in the playoffs. The thing that's scary about this type of team is that they are so dependent on their quarterback, right? We've all said it. We've all heard it. It's Josh Allen or Bust. If he gets on a roll, right, and he plays – three games, lights out in the playoffs, Super Bowl. When he plays lights out, they win those ball games. And there's precedent. Okay? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, no business going to the Super Bowl in 2010 until Aaron Rodgers tore it up in the playoffs, and they end up beating Steelers in the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, Joe Flacco played out of his mind in 2012 when they went to the Super Bowl and ended up beating the San Francisco when a quarterback gets hot, Matt Ryan, all the Bills need. Now, nah, well, he got hot for you know, two games, playoffs, and one half of football. Uh, but when 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 a team get when a quarterback gets hot, anything can happen. And he's one of those quarterbacks that is very streaky. So the reason why I'm like six and a half, seven on him right now, is that when he gets in the playoffs, is he going to have that streak? I don't know. Is he going to have that streak before the playoffs? But he has five amazing games in a row. Okay. 
And if that happens to be in the playoffs, it's going to be hard to beat. So that's why my confidence meter is still six and a half, seven, is because if Josh plays well, they're going to win. And they got a pretty easy schedule outside of Philly, Casey, Dallas, and Miami. So they're still probably going to end up with 10 wins. Go ahead, June. Um, I was so high on this team. Like, I thought that this was going to be the year that the Bills get back to the Super Bowl. I thought this was going to be it. So, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. My confidence level right now is a two, this team. <laughs> because I'm looking at games, the Giants... 14 to 9. They lose to the Patriots 29 to 25. They barely scrape by the Buccaneers. Okay. And then you lose to the Bengals, which we all know the Bengals get hot at this time of the year. This should have been a statement game for them. Right. This should have been the kind of game they come out and say, we're going to win this game. I mean, Joe Burrow right now is just playing with Joe Burrow because isn't uh, Jamar Chase now hurt? I think Joe, Jamar Chase hurt. Mm-hmm. I think T. T Higgins right, is now right. hurt. So he's all right. He's gonna be all right. Okay, <laughs> but I, so <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot of confidence in this team. I believe they will make the playoffs. I believe the Dolphins are going to win that division. I believe the Bills are going to take some of those bad losses still. I still think I'm like you just said. I think they're going to have one of those, another one of those losses that you can't explain. They're probably going to lose to the Chargers. And the Chargers are not good, and they may, yeah, they may shit the bed against Denver too. If you they know? do that, band's and, playing and real screen. <laughs> I don't have any confidence in the Bills right now. It's a two for me. If they make the playoffs, they're one and done. Even if they win their division. Even if they somehow win the AFC East and they get a home game, I still believe they're going to be one and done. Hmm. Uh, June, I just got to say one thing. Uh, We are the uh, fuck Russell Wilson show of record, so we don't talk about (laughs) Broncos possibly ever winning a game. Okay. All we do is wish for them to lose. Outside of that, that's a great take. Um... <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, I'm at a five because to me, that's where this team is kind of just—they are like what the record says. It's just a little above average, so I guess technically it'd be a six. But uh, I have at the end of the year, I have them finishing at nine and eight anyway, so they're right on track to do that. Uh, yeah. They're just not very good. They're just you know a a slightly above average football team right now uh that record mainly was kind of or that remaining schedule mainly was looking at it more optimistically than i am because i'm seeing quite a few l's in there um Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna lose to both dallas and miami down the stretch there uh they will definitely be my patriots at home but um yeah they've got a tough one coming up and their offense is, of course, like we said, Josh Allen or bust. But I don't know, Sean McDermott, he's got a 
switched up something. They just seem really rinse yeah. and repeat. And he's obviously not a very big offensive guy to begin with, but they've got to breathe some kind of new fresh life into this team because they just seem really, really stale. And outside of Diggs and now um, Kincaid, Gabe Davis has a really good game every kind of here and there. They really don't have much going on on offense, which is crazy to think about the one of the more high-powered offenses of the NFL. Not a lot going on there, so I'm at a five. They are missing Dayball for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to the last one of the recap. Uh, this was a great, great game. Texans and the Bucks, where uh, C.J. Stroud pulls off the comeback 39-37. to Should Texans fans be optimistic about making the playoffs this year? Nestor. Uh, I think they can be optimistic about making the playoffs, but they should cap their expectations after that. Um, you know, this is C.J. Stroud's first year, so he's doing he he pulled off a record uh, for a rookie. So they're on their way, and they weren't supposed to have like great you know receivers. Noah Noah Brown, uh, Nico Collins, like these aren't you know stars, but C.J. Stroud is definitely making them look pretty good. So um, yeah optimistic about making the playoffs but but cap your expectations and and think long term with this one um but man like i i i'm gonna start watching these the texans games just just for him because he's playing out of his mind Mm -hmm. and it seems like he's going somewhere pretty bright uh for the texans they have a pretty bright future so um it's gonna be great to see his kid play uh the upcoming years so yeah I would, uh, I don't know that I would say optimistic just because there's an entire division with a better record than you right now. Um, but if you made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, I wouldn't be thinking right now we're going to make it or be an awesome, but if we made it, I definitely like, I wouldn't be all that shocked. Now, DJ Stroud. He is changing the narrative on Ohio State quarterbacks right now. They have been terrible up until this point. Just look at Chicago. Okay. Um, before that, uh, God rest his whole Haskins. Uh, he can't even cross the street without getting killed. Uh, he, he, he went too good. Either. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, so now I got C.J. Stroud, right? C.J. Stroud. Yards or the five touchdowns. It was that impressive to me. Mm-hmm. It's that it's pretty much the same defense that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, 30 of 42 is rookie mm. against that defense. 30 of 42 for 470. Now he does now hold the record for most passing yards by rookie. Beat out people like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Cam Cam Newton, um, five touchdowns, incredible. Uh, had to get the lead back, I think, three times in the fourth quarter. Uh, Brown, I do think, is going to be a star in the NFL. 
Uh, some of those catches he made, I mean, six catches for 150 yards. I mean, I think he had a touchdown. I think I think he'd hot one of them. Uh, he should have. I mean, the man was touchdowns all over the goddamn place. Um, I, I think he's going to be really good. Now, they need a running back. Mm-hmm. This is Derek Healy's heel right now as a running back. Terry. I don't know why he's trying to fuck up the lives of Ohio State quarterbacks because he tried to do it with Justin Fields. Uh, now he's over here um, in, uh, in in Houston and 13 carries for 26 yards is not going to get it done. Like, sir, mm-hmm. you should get relegated to some high school team if you have 13 carries and get 26 yards. <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed. You should have to go play in the CFL, honestly. <laughs> Um, so that, that's really the biggest concern that I have is that there's going to be more and more and more pressure on CJ stride. I think he can handle a lot of it Been playing great the entire year. Um, but I would, I wouldn't be shocked if they, if they want it, but I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be like optimistic. I'd be more aiming for next year. June. Uh, no, I, I'm not optimistic they're going to make it because P.J. Stroud has been playing excellent. D'Amico Ryan has been doing a hell of a coaching job. But as all rookies do, he's going to hit that rookie wall. At some point, that rookie wall, it's it's that long season. NFL has a long, long season. And I know he was at Ohio State and they played some extra games, but not like the NFL. And Malin just hit the nail on the head. The later you get in the season, the more of a running game you're going to need. Um, they got some next week is going to be a big test for them because they got the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are going to be coming at them with everything they have. Then they, you know, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are done. They got Red Johnson Dobbs. But, you know, you look at the Jaguars and the Jets defense is still pretty good. The Titans defense is pretty good. The Browns defense is pretty good. They got to play the Titans again. So, I mean, I, I think they should take this and say, hey, we, we, we're we having a great season, you know, but don't get your expectations too high as a team because you have a rookie quarterback and you have a rookie head coach. They're both going to hit that wall at some point in the season. And so that's why, and, and, and Malin was right, I'd be looking at next season, uh, you know, because you you are going to need some more pieces, because the Jaguars that division belongs to the Jaguars, and it's going to belong to the Jaguars for for the next few years. So, they need to look for the future. Yeah, I would not be optimistic on this year. Uh, the, the way the AFC is this year yeah. is just really really tough to begin with. Um, and then you're in the same division as the Jags, who are very, very good. So this year, I just can't see it happening. Um, they do, though, kind of remind me of the Jags just a couple years ago, where they have, you know, yeah. rookie quarterback, very promising. A lot of other dudes that we haven't really heard much of, but are developing into more bigger names yeah. because of, you know, the quarterback success. But Tank Dell, he's an outstanding receiver. I think he's going to become a one of the best in the league. Noah Brown also is going to be just fantastic. Um, but C.J. Stroud, man, like Malin said, he is he is becoming the exception to the Ohio State rule in the NFL. 
because uh, 470 yards and, and five TDs, no picks, mm. that's just ridiculous. Um, and they didn't have a kicker like the whole second half, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah backup running back kicked a field goal. Yeah, right? yeah. Kicked the extra point. Yeah, they were going for yeah. two a lot of the times, and then the, the backup running back was just kicking it when need be. Uh, I, it's wild. I will say this about this team, though. This is the third time that they've had a promising roster. Okay. Back in 2010, it was Matt Schaub, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you get Deshaun Watson, Andre Hopkins. We thought that was going to be a tandem. JJ Watt. Mm -hmm. So CJ Stroud needs to stay the fuck out of them goddamn masseuse houses. (laughs) No massage, man. Hey. And there's a lot they of them in the too. Work it out. <laughs> the, there's a lot the of trainers work it out, baby. All right, don't don't get caught up in that. But oh you know, the, the, these Houston Texans fans got their Houston Oilers stolen from them uh, back in the mid '90s. They've had two mm-hmm, teams mm-hmm. that were promising since then. Uh, let, let's not hope this is fool's goal because they deserve something. But I would love to see the Houston Texans. And Oilers colors and adopt that into the uniform. I think that'd be they fine. They can't. They can't. I know they can't because McNair's an asshole and a bigot and a racist. Uh, but McNair is dead. Oh, the, Bob McNair, the owner. Oh, what did you? Steve McNair. I'm not. Steve McNair got shot by his girlfriend that he was having an affair with. Hello. Uh, that's some crazy. No, Bob McNair made sure yeah. that. To see held the rights of those colors, but they should give yeah. them up, man. It just looks wrong for Tennessee wearing them Oilers jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was our recap of week nine. We're going to get into uh, the next topic here, which is, of course, Malin's Misery in Five, which... Uh-oh. It's Malin's chance to sound off for about three minutes, and then we will have two minutes to respond. The internet loved Malin's debut of the Misery in Five, so I would imagine they're going to love week two of this. So, Malin, the floor (laughs) is yours. Okay, well, listen, uh, I'm going to talk about them boys for a moment. (laughs) Uh, People call them America's team. But we got to start yeah. asking ourselves, why do they deserve it? Okay. So the last time they won a Super Bowl, here's a few things that have happened. The the last time they won we make the most money. Hold on, June. Hold on, June. You'll have your <laughs> okay. moment. Hold on. Okay. It's 1995. A few things have happened. The internet's been created. Apple's come out with 15 iPhones. We've had five different presidents. American Idol was not on TV yet. God help us. Uh, the WNBA and the MLS were both founded since the Cowboys last run Super Bowl. Michael Phelps has won 23 gold medals. <laughs> U.S. Women's National Team won four World Cups, and that's held every four years. 98% of Cowboy fans do not even own a VCR to be able to watch tape for the last time they won the Super Bowl. And the Cowboys have still not made it to an NFC Championship game. <sighs> Cowboys have made the playoffs 11 times since 1995. 
while going 500 or worse times. Okay. To put together three straight seasons of 10 win games. Meanwhile, to 2003 to 2005, managed to go 5 and 5 and 11 through straight years. Uh, so now here we are, 2023. <laughs> We're over here talking about moral victories. Because they almost beat the Eagles. Dak had a great, great game, but they lost. Jerry Jones getting on his podcast. It was amazing. They had over 100 more yards of offense, seven more first downs, lost the game. On their last drive, they needed 84 yards for a touchdown to win the game, and they got 56 of those yards in Eagles penalties to help them out to get to the six. In two Cowboys fashion, in the most Cowboys way ever, their fourth and goal play happened at the 27-yard line, where again, Dak came up short throwing a 22-yard pass. Okay. So, you can't be America's team and not win. You can't be America's team and celebrate moral victories, people. You can't be America's team and not make it to the NFC Championship game in 27 years when the Giants and the Eagles both won a total of three Super Bowls. We're America. World Wars. We put people on the moon. We create computers. Okay? We don't celebrate idiocracy unless it's politicians. We make teams like the Dream Team win gold medals, goddammit. You them boys, playtime's over. We need adults. Merrick's team, done. That's my take. Well, thank you, Malin. Uh, June, I know you have a lot to say. I had to say it, June. Find the errors in anything I just said. <laughs> the Cowboys and the Eagles game had 27.1 million viewers. More than any other game this season. The Cowboys, over the last 10 years, have had the most top 10 view games. America's team moniker was born in the 1970s because they drafted who? We drafted Starbucks. Right? Right. America's team because of the amount of money that we make. It was just a marketing gimmick. It was, that's all that that's all it was a marketing gimmick that worked obviously because we're still talking about it and it wasn't a mediocre performance and it there was a lot more factors that came into the loss than what happened at the end because in all actuality we should not have lost that game and it should have never came that we should have beat the eagles point out you know we should have beat the eagles that's what it came to we should have beat the eagles but we, this team is still a formidable threat because we still have one of the best defenses in the NFC. And now that our offense is starting to pick it up, this team is a formidable threat. As you've seen, we still have a chance to win our division. The Eagles are 8-1. and one. The Eagles' next four games, they got four straight playoff contenders. In their next four games, so so 
The Eagles need to be worried about their schedule and keeping lead in the division. We have four teams that are beatable, including the Seahawks, sir. Okay? Dude, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But listen, man, 27 years, no NFC title games. No, no. But, but I know. So, I understand how many, that. so how many? So you said you should have beat the Eagles. The, the fact of the matter is, in 27 years, how many times should the Cowboys have beaten somebody that they didn't? What well, happened so many times? But you can say that about every team. But you can say that about every team. But every team's not America's team, baby. Not every team <laughs> is themselves America's team. Now, what? Last it's a team moniker. That won the Cowboys Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Troy Aikman looking like he's on his deathbed and that's the football games. Deion oh Sanders is missing toes coaching Colorado to a losing record. And okay. like they're all like talking about football. It's been so long since they actually played football. Tony Romo, the biggest, the biggest play he ever had was fumbling that snap at a is extra point. Oh and then get um, so no, so America's team, they are not because you have to win. In the seventies, they won. He's not so much. The nineties, they won. Nineties were a long ass time ago. So we need winners. So you know, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Patriots is America's team. They've won six Super Bowls the last twenty mm. years. Tom Brady epitomizes America hey. right now. Okay. Okay. The, uh, okay. So, okay. They've won more Super Bowls than the Cowboys in a short amount of time. They've dominated all the Patriots, for God fucking sakes. Um, so, the only thing America, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. The, like, we lost Vietnam and the Cowboys lose. So, I guess that's the most American <laughs> thing we got going on right now. Um, so, America's team, they are not. I, I can't do this for him. Let's I knew keep this it was moving. <laughs> I That's asked okay. you if you were young. I told you where I was going. Hey, hey, hey. We didn't lose a Super Bowl because our coach wouldn't run Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. I love right. you. Hey, yeah, but listen, y'all ain't even been to an NFC championship game. I'd rather not go. We're we going to lose like that. We don't have the personal. Okay. <laughs> 95. We're still America's team. Uh, let's move into our fantasy check-in number two. <laughs> it's that time oh, of the goodness. month where we all open up about our fantasy teams, what has been working, had. what has not been working over the past month. Uh, folks at home, if you're not aware, we do have an AFR Fantasy League where bunch of us and friends of the show are in one league so uh this is the second one at a four total that we do in the year uh second check-in uh so let's start off with what has been working well or what did work well in october um nestor let's start with you i got some shit to say on the second part of this but um <laughs> what's been working for me uh my boy kincaid i'm gonna keep saying it Thank God. I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't wish injuries upon anybody. Uh, he will be back, and he will be good. But Dawson Knox going down <laughs> is the best thing that could have happened to Kincaid and the Bills because his kid's on fire. He is doing good, and I have Pitts on my team. So guess what? He's benched. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> tried to get Taysom Hill, but y'all are some greedy motherfuckers. Um, so, you know what? Kincaid has been working well. I don't know why somebody on our on our fantasy league let go of Higgins because I knew he was gonna, you know, when Burroughs uh, started playing better, he was gonna start playing better. So, I picked up Higgins. He's my second wide receiver. He's doing great. Plus, I got Amari Cooper, so all those guys are playing pretty uh, great. And, of course, Stephon Diggs, who is not missing a beat. So that's what's working well for me in October. All right. Uh, Malin. Um, I got to be honest. I'm missing A-Chain right now. Uh, Who am I? I need him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Walker and Mosert are in the top five. Of running backs when it comes to touchdowns. Loving. It's funny that I was shitting all over my running backs when we first did the draft. I don't remember if you guys remember that, but I was like, man, I got all these receivers, all this. My running backs are going to be shit. And they've been carrying my ass to a five and four record. Um, why? Because my wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Simmons, uh, and DK Metcalf. Um, and they have mediocre quarterbacks throwing them to football right now. Um, I, you know, Baker Mayfield, fuck you. Um, Devontae Adams, uh, who the fuck is O'Connell right now with the Raiders? Because Jim P has already gotten benched and he's supposed to be healthy. So it was good looks. I ain't even getting him started now. Um, and I'm not even sure that Geno Smith is aware that DK Metcalf is still on the team. I really don't. If he knows that he's on the 53-man roster, um, I think he remembers it for like three plays a game, but then after that, he's like, now nah, he probably plays for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm really happy with Schultz, uh, tied in. Um, I like him. Uh, you're always good with the kicking game when you got Justin Tucker like I do. Um, but, uh, it, the person I'm most disappointed in actually is Calvin Ridley. Mm. Bitch, mm. where you been? Mm. <laughs> what? Like your number zero doesn't mean you have to play like a fucking zero. Okay. You got the Prince. Okay. You got, you got Lawrence throwing you the football in running the goddamn ball. It should be easy for you to get open. Uh, this man is averaging like three catches a game. This is just fucking ridiculous. I picked him to handcuff with Lawrence because Lawrence is my starting quarterback, and mm-hmm. it's just been a dramatic goddamn disappointment. I don't know if he needs to start betting on football games again <laughs> and just not get caught, and maybe he'll have some better production. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at, five and four. It's a far cry from I think I was uh, seven and two at this time last year. Something like that. So, so yeah. June. What's what was working for you in October? Um, you know, getting Kamara back off of the suspension. Hmm. Um, it has been, you know, him and Joe Mixon has been really leading my fantasy team. Even though I'm five and four, they've been eking out some very close wins for me. Uh you know, uh, and also you throw that in there with Sean Laporta. I missed him last week when he was out from the the tight end from Detroit. That that kid's been getting twelve to sixteen points a game for a tight end. And this week he's scheduled to get twelve points. So 
with with my two running backs and uh, Laporta and the fact that the last three weeks Dak Prescott is my quarterback has been, you know, hitting, you know, three to four touchdowns a game and getting 300 yards. Like last week against the Eagles, he had 28. And I was going to bench him last week. I, I really thought about benching him against the Eagles because I thought the Eagles would get to him more. But I left him in. He had, you know, over 300 yards passing and four touchdowns. So I was very happy with that. And, you know, so yeah, it's been it's been really getting uh, Kamara back, having that solid backup, having that solid uh, two running back system has been great for me in October. So. Nice. Kamara is a, a great, great pick. Um, for me, I was really fully prepared to make the the name on this segment Drake London because he really did actually have a pretty <laughs> solid October. But last weekend, he didn't play at all. And so he got booted mm. out of that one. Terry McLaurin is taking his spot, though, because... With Debo Samuel being out, I, I really had to kind of mess around with my receivers and see who, who could fill his place. Thank God Debo should be back this weekend. But Terry McLaurin, while uh, Samuel was gone, he did a pretty good job, you know, good enough at mm-hmm. least taking that spot. Uh, gave me about 14, 15, 17, and then 12. So that's, you know, okay. serviceable, serviceable receiver in his absence. Uh, so plan is to keep him, uh, yeah, probably keep him in as the wide receiver too, and then put in Debo Samuel. Sorry, Drake London, but, uh, he'll be back to the bench relegated. Uh, so we're, we're all about the same, right? That same record. We're all like five and four. Yeah, I'm five and four. I am four and five. Thanks to Drake and Nestor. I think you're six and three. Six. Yeah, six and three. Okay. Okay, well, when you get a Christmas tree up that early, you gotta have one win in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm playing June this week and <laughs> that Prescott is playing against the Giants. <laughs> so <laughs> expect about fifty points. <laughs> Why well, they, 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 they got they got hey, Danny DeVito quarterback. The Giants or Tommy DeVito. Ain't no way. No, seriously, Nestor, your quarterback slot's empty. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm working on it. Might as well pick up Danny DeVito with his little penguin ass and Batman returns. <laughs> Imagine the story. Get out of Jersey. No, it's not happening. <laughs> He's getting wrecked. <laughs> Uh, next here, out of all of last month, which win or loss made you the happiest or the most upset? Uh, go ahead, Nestor. No, I I don't feel like I've have a win that I I have a a a, a loss that I expected to win. Uh, it just so happened. Who's the the running back for Chicago that week? Um, I don't know if it was Deontay Foreman. Uh, but yeah, he went off for no fucking reason. Uh, cause I don't know, like two or three running backs for Chicago decided to get it injured. So he decided to show up and just go, I don't know, beast mode. 
And I had both Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a little bit beat up, and then Montgomery was injured or something like that. I don't know. So uh, I had the Denver running back starting for me. So I got blown the fuck away <laughs> on that one. So um, I was expecting to win that one, but yeah, that didn't happen. So I was pretty disappointed. Man, it, it just sucks to have all these injuries in that running back position because mm. it just tears the whole fucking team apart. Like, I can't... Like, Monty's been so good for me, and then he gets injured, fucking rib injury, and it's just like... And Aaron Jones has been carrying this, like, uh, thigh injury, hamstring injury for, like, a fucking... Since week one. <laughs> and I think I was at... Jamie, I was at your house when I saw that happen. Like, he ran for a touchdown, and he's pulling his hamstring. I'm like, fuck. That's so, funny, yeah, yeah. I was disappointed with that. Week one. Um, I'll go real quick here. Not last week, so two weeks ago, I think it was, when the uh, Cowboys played the Rams, uh, mm. and C.D. Lamb just went absolutely bananas. I just so happened to be playing against C.D. Lamb that <laughs> week. And uh, what started off as a promising Sunday afternoon for me <laughs> quickly went downhill. And I haven't won in our league since then, so that was the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Um, I don't really have a, a game where I've lost or, or won that I'm like, well, I mean, outside of beating you, Jalen, that, that always feels good when I beat you. It's always <laughs> good to beat the commish. Um, but what what really kind of kind of gripes my ass right now is the fact that I've scored the third most points this league but the most points have been scored against me <laughs> it's on five and fucking four like that kind of pisses me <laughs> the fact that the most point everybody i'm getting everybody's best shot everybody's career day like you're talking about cd lamb i'm getting a cd lamb performance every fucking week <laughs> out of somebody some obscure motherfucker out there just having a career day against my goddamn team. Um, so that's some bullshit. <laughs> that, that pisses me off a little bit. Uh, June. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I needed George Pickens to do something. And he had 1.9 points. <laughs> How many points does he need? Man? You, you, you're the starting wide receiver, and you have one point nine points. Isn't he asking for? I a needed trade? seven points. I needed seven. <laughs> I needed seven points, and the man got one point nine. <laughs> you don't. You're the starting wide receiver. You should automatically have ten points. Meanwhile. This, had one point. How do you get as a wide receiver? How do you have such? He didn't get hurt. I thought he was hurt. But then oh, I don't know hurt. what he was doing. One point nine points, my guy. <laughs> oh my god. Meanwhile, Deont—I think it's Deontay Johnson—is going off for like twenty-seven points. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he had like just come back from whatever that game. Yeah, it's 
I know you were feeling good going that game. You're like, all right, seven points, no problem. Man, couldn't even give you two. Isn't Ekans the one asking for a trade right now? Is that who we're talking about? I think so. Because he's a Steelers wide receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wants a he. Yeah, he he wants a he he wants a trade. He's sick and tired of winning yet not getting a lot of stats and. Tomlin said that uh, it's a pebble in his shoe. So I think Pickens <laughs> probably got his ass beat in the locker room by Tomlin. Tomlin's probably laid hands with him by now. <laughs> you know, you don't have oh, out there at a press conference saying, "Oh, what, what do I think about this nonsense?" It's a pebble in my shoe, getting my team ready for the next game. That means he'll kill you, <laughs> and uh, you just won't be around anymore. Do you know how close I was to dropping him? I was about to drop him. Tomlin's probably about to drop his ass. That's probably what's going to happen. I do want to thank ESPN for not allowing you to drop a player in the middle of a game because I feel like myself included, there'll be a lot of emotional decisions made in the past. A lot of them. It's, it's, of it's, because even even DK Metcalf has had like a two point game for me. Yeah. Like bitch, you're like <laughs> the size of the Hulk. How do you only get like two point seven points? Wait a minute. Like get the pinky out your fucking mouth, take the visor off, and score some fucking touchdowns, DK. No, but mainly you're gonna love this. So in my in my um in my money league, right? I had Geno Smith starting this week. Oh shit! Because Boy. my starting quarterback is out. You know that's not good. What's you know on by? How many points what, you got? What did you get? What did you get? Negative points? He should have. He got three point six points. Three point <laughs> six points. God damn. The starting quarterback. <laughs> oh my god! I was just sitting. There. I, I was watching like... the scores all day. Like, are you kidding me? I kind of feel like uh, Gino finally broke back. I feel like <laughs> week one of last year, he hadn't written back yet, but I think you might have penned a letter and uh, put that in the goddamn hands of the Postal Service. Because that was <laughs> yeah, my starting quarterback, and I have a choice. That was, that was terrible. I mean, oh, yeah, Matt Stafford was out this week, too, so I didn't have a choice but to play Gino Smith. That's kind of your fault, though. Who Who's going to play? <sighs> Geno Smith, who was drafted by the Jets. I didn't have a choice. Everybody else is taken. Is Geno available in league? Because I need a quarterback right now. I'd have been picking that guy from the Bears before I picked... Uh, what was that? Taggart? Naggett? Naggett. Goddamn Bears. I got Russell Wilson available. Uh, I'll take him. I, I, I literally don't have an option right now, so... <laughs> Imagine him being the best option right now. <laughs> See him or if, Tommy DeVito. If we got in the hot tub time machine, went back to 2016, that'd have been a steal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Last uh, part of this segment: What changes are you focused on making this month, Nestor? Um, well, I'm not going to get a good running back at this point, so got to work with what I have. 
hope for the best. Um, I'm just stacking wide receivers at this point, and I gotta get a good quarterback. So, uh, probably gonna go after Russell Wilson. So you guys watch out. <laughs> I'm last on the waiver wire. <laughs> I no no I have him on my team, sir. So it had to be a trade. Oh, you got him. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> you got low Russ. <laughs> Tell me, tell me why these greedy ass motherfuckers, like not not you, June, but when I woke up this morning and look at the wire waiver wire, why are you four and five and you're dropping Sam Howell and you're picking up Dobbs? I was gonna go after Dobbs. You're four and five, and you're and you're making waiver wire moves. What is this? You know you're not, like you're not going anywhere. And then whoever the fuck this other person. Who's, who also has a losing record? They made a white waiver wire for somebody I wanted. What are you doing? Well, add me to that list because I'm about to make a waiver wire move, and I am four and five, sir. Well, on your in, on your <laughs> side, at least you have Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. But these people, Sam, Sam, Sam Howell is the best rated quarterback, right? That we have. Well, yeah. Aside of him, it's a. Uh, Zero alcohol, Heineken, Heineken. Oh, there's Heineken. Uh, unless pick. you want the uh, little piggy picket. Give me, you know what? Uh, Heineken. You can have George Pickens if you want, because I'm about to. <laughs> I don't have nobody to start him in his spot because uh, Lazard, it's, I guess he's missing freaking. Uh, he's dead. Uh, I don't even. I guess he's missing Aaron Rodgers because he thought Aaron Rodgers was coming and Aaron Rodgers came and went. He's playing Fortnite with Tyreek Hill, apparently. Because... Oh my God. The fact that Zach Wilson is projected to have 12 points is just comical to me. That's just not going to happen. George Pickett is about uh, to be starting inside of a cannon that's aimed for the yeah. moon. Uh, as far as uh, is, as far as my team, Jalen, um, I'm glad to have uh, the Prince and Lawrence back um, at, uh, at quarterback. Now, I will say this: that uh, I'm a little bit sad that uh, Miami's on a bye. I don't really know. <laughs> That's gonna be gonna be sad because the only two running backs left i have is ahmad and a chain and they both play for the dolphins too and one of them sucks and the other one's hurt. so i'm gonna have to pick up somebody there's some uh, so quality quality running backs uh, right now perrine for the denver broncos i'm gonna yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna end up keeping uh i'm gonna keep calvin ridley on my goddamn bench i guarantee you that fucking much is is not going back in my starting rotation for a while. Uh but yeah, there's 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 nothing running back right now. I mean, doesn't Perrine look like Chance the rapper? Doesn't he? Like what the fuck are we doing? Chance pads and a fucking helmet. Start going out here playing with goddamn Midget Wilson. It's just that's uh, it's not good at running back for me this week. Uh, but other than that, Calvin Ridley <laughs> is fucking bench. And uh, that will probably get me in the playoffs if I just keep him on the bench. 
Oh, you guys, Samaj P. Ryan. I'm like, who the fuck is Perrine? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Ryan. His name is P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan, baby. This is like a, the ETN. Right, it's another ETN. You know, you know, that man's got his ass beat in a group shower before. Uh, his name is P. Ryan. Oh, gosh. Little pork Ryan looking motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> June. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna keep my team status quo. I, I, you know, I like I said, I like the running backs, I like the quarterback. Uh, I got I, I, most. I think 90 percent of my team has been on buy, so we're done with buys. <laughs> so if I can, if this, if they stay healthy, if the if the team stays healthy, and George Pickett doesn't have another one one point mm. nine point game, well, I think I may, I think I can make a run to the rest of the season. I don't know about that run then. Yeah. George, I'd put, I'd put some money on Pickens having another one point nine. Yeah, he's yeah. got that in him. He, if he's a pebble in Tomlin's shoe, that means he's about to stomp on his ass. That's, that's yeah. Good. So yeah, no changes. Uh, for me, it's just Debo Samuel coming back. Thank God. Uh, he was sorely, sorely missed. Uh, so yeah. having him back will be great. Was he really that good when you had him though? Yeah, listen, I'm four and five for a reason. So, uh, <laughs> if I can just make it through this next week where the Chiefs are on by and the Eagles are on by, yeah. that's gonna be rough. <laughs> but, uh, I've got Taylor Heineke in now, Debo will be back in. We'll, we'll see what happens here. So, here we go. Wait, you guys go on by right before you face my team. Damn. <clears throat> <laughs> Perfect timing. No, no, no. That 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 week where they six teams were on buy at the same time in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. That was terrible. What that 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 killed my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, it's a group buy. You guys want to hear something? You guys want to hear something really funny about fantasy football, though? You got to hear this. So I played a guy in my other league. Okay. And um, this was his squad. You 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 you, you ready for this? Yeah. In mine, clearly this man gave up on the season. <laughs> this was his starting roster last week. He had Jared Goff at Detroit Lions. He had Gibbs from the Detroit Lions. <laughs> He still had Montgomery on his roster from the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. Amon St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. He then had Tyler Lockett. But then he had B. Wright at tight end from the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Flexed in Jay Williams from the Detroit Lions. (laughs) He had Detroit's defense. And he had Patterson, their kicker. All in, baby. They were on a buy last. <laughs> yes. So oh. I won 144 to 2.6. <laughs> nice. This man has a love affair with losers. Um, I don't understand it. I know that Detroit's having a good year. I've never seen somebody be on the nuts on one team as much as oh this man. Oh my god. Detroit. Jesus god. It was 
hilarious. Mm. He's just he's wasting electricity at that point. Definitely. I had a hundred percent win probability before the week even started. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh my god! That was good. Well, that will wrap up another fantasy update. Check back in about a month from now for the third one. I'm sure, we'll all be really optimistic by then. Mm. Um, that'll also wrap up the first half of this week's show. So, June, thank you again for another great first half. Yes, uh, sir. Thanks for having me. Of course. If you guys want to follow June on TikTok, later. it is linked down in the YouTube description <laughs> below. I love you, June. <laughs> you mm. are a fellow Dallas Cowboys fan, he would love to have you join him on over there. Or if you're not, it doesn't cause anything to follow somebody. So there you go. Well, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, come next week. Thank you. <laughs> next week. Uh, so we'll go to break, and we'll be back in about 10 minutes. And we are back, returning for the second half of your favorite show on the internet, G-Money. What's going on? And you know, I, I say this every damn time, but it's an honor and a privilege to be on Wednesday nights with you guys. I would not miss this. Hell, I was on last week when I was in Vegas. So, you yes, know, sir. this is a must-be show. We are happy to have you. Happy to have your sponsor there in the background, too. We always appreciate <laughs> it. Inside <laughs> of the jack-in-the-box bags, we're glad to have you. <laughs> Gentlemen. Yeah, Jack's back. I want, a, I want a sourdough Jack and a goddamn taco so fucking bad right now after looking at those bags. I I can you eat one listen. in front of you if you want. If you, you can, you know. If you have not had a Jack in the Box taco, you do not know what you are missing. It is the best taco you ever have in your life. So anyways. It's that piece. time of the night again. Round two, folks. Cheers. What are you sipping on, Jalen? I'm finishing off the last of this Sexton Irish whiskey here as we're out of spooky season. Jesus Christ. There you go. Uh, just took a shot of uh, Four Roses small batch. Very nice. And, uh, I don't usually. I have the I have the single barrel too. I really like single barrel, but I don't do shots of single barrel. That's kind of a waste of <laughs> a single barrel if you get a shot of it. And do you want to you let the folks at home know what you're drinking? You know, if you're going to drink, drink the best. Jack Daniels Sinatra. There you go. If any one of those companies wants to reach out to the show to offer some sort of endorsement deal, we're pretty easy to find. In fact, it's right right there at AFR Sports. That works. Just DM us. We will get back to you. Speaking of that, at AFR Sports, that leads us right into our community comments. Uh, we had a bunch of comments between all of the different platforms that we're on. All on good old Michigan football and Malin's take last week. Uh, didn't really bother including in the other videos, this community comments, because there's already too many comments for us to get to just with this one video alone. So, uh, Malin, <laughs> if you'd like to pick any of your favorites and respond to them, by all means, 
Um, well, give me, give me just a second here. It's, uh, it's been, un uh, literally over 23,000 views on, uh, on this one. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of them here. Hold oh, on. This is funny. Um, Michigan cheats to win. It's all about the money, but it doesn't matter because they're loaded. Fuck you. Uh, that was great. I really appreciated that one. Um, somebody wanted to ask how Ohio State is ranked number one, struggling with Rutgers, um, and you can't count the Notre Dame win for some reason. I don't understand that uh, because Ohio State did beat you know two top ten teams, so that's why they're number one right now. Uh, there were a multiple people said cry about it. Um, that was fun. Um, said it's hilarious to listen to Tennessee, Tennessee fans think Michigan didn't want to play them. Um, I've never claimed to be a fan, so you're clearly fucking stupid. Uh, you must be drinking <laughs> water. Um, someone said hail to the Vickers, but they ain't one shit in a long time. Uh, someone said shut up, Michigan is good, period. I said, well, except for the cheating period, and then they got upset from that, and there were things that I think YouTube kicked us out of. Someone um, said, stop making shit up. You have zero proof. All you got to do is watch the videos. That's awesome. Um, someone said that Central Michigan said that that guy wasn't from Michigan, and I was like, well, you're an idiot. Um, someone was talking about Connor Stallings' hair as a reason, like, someone went really in the detail with the videos, but, like, well, I was looking at Connor Stallings' hairline um, in the pictures, and it just doesn't look like him, so apparently Connor might need some Rogaine, um, along with stealing all these signs. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, re I, I sat back on Thursday night and just poured myself a glass of bourbon and lit up a scar and had a little fun with these people. Um, because it's funny how butt hurt people can be when you just make obvious claims that people cheat. So it's, it's fine. They're probably going to end up in the playoffs because the NCAA is toothless and the big 10 is not going to sanction one of their two best teams right now. Why? Because they make a buttload of money if they get into the playoffs. So why would they? Why would they penalize them? Uh, the Big Ten's not going to do that. Um, so someone said they're all ranked. Everyone that's ranked as cheaters. That was a cute one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I so, have a uh, personal so, favorite here from. This woman who is at the top of the comments, K A H O F. She's this uh, seemingly middle aged woman who uh, just kept replying to everybody underneath her. But a uh, very big Michigan fan here. She says, Says who? Crying Ryan? NCAA got nothing. And then she just, you know, people, of course, attacked her a bit. And then she just said, Go blue. And then. This narrative is hilarious to me. If the NCAA had anything on Harbaugh, they would have had his head on a stick. Trial by social media. Blah, 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 blah. It just kind of keeps going. 
But they won't. They, the NCAA does, they have no teeth when it comes to football. Yep. They they don't. In, in the next few years, the NCAA is not even going to be governing football. Mm. Like, at some point, college football is going to break away from them. The last huge sanctions that the NCAA brought out, I believe, like the biggest ones, was back in the mid-2000s against USC, Pete Carroll, and Reggie Bush and them. And that was because Hmm. Reggie Bush got, what, $370,000 for a house for his parents, I think it was. Um, So I don't know. All these people saying no formal documents have come out yet to prove this claim, only hearsay from someone. Until then, this means nothing. I'm like, okay, so video evidence means absolutely nothing. Um, there was a game that Michigan was playing just three weeks ago. No, it was against Ohio State last year. Against Ohio State last year. This guy, Connor, was right next to Michigan's defensive coordinator. And this guy, literally, when he would see something Ohio State did, he would say something to the defensive coordinator, and then the defensive coordinator would start waving his hands, and they'd put up changes to whatever the defense was going to do on Michigan. There, There is video evidence of them having, <laughs> you know, signs. Mm. Now, whether or not you want to talk about whether why, whether it should be illegal or not, um, then you have a case with that because, you know, in the NFL, you can send advanced scouts to try to get signs and stuff like that. And that's not a problem. Um, but in NCAA, you're not allowed to do that. I still go back to that Tennessee-South Carolina game last year where that quarterback for South Carolina, he only thrown for 204 yards max. Max the entire season. Threw for over 400 yards, 82% completions, like five touchdowns. It's Tennessee's defense. So it is what it is. They can be mad about it. Not a really good team. They probably don't even need to cheat. Cheating. So, that's fine. Last comment. This one's on Instagram from Catherine Prince at ESPN at College Football Playoff. Please put a decade-long ban on Michigan football program where they cannot go to a single bowl game. Their program needs to be destroyed. Okay, so Damn. as you can imagine, Catherine Prince He's clearly an uh, Ohio State fan because I don't think that <laughs> needs to happen. Um, or a Michigan State fan. Yeah, they, they don't Michigan deserve State the State death penalty, you know, like SMU got. SMU was literally <laughs> paying when you weren't allowed to get paid a lot and got caught. Eric Dickerson was a part of that squad. Um, I think that was the last time any college football team got the death penalty, right, Gary? I think it was, G Money. Um, I think SMU I think so. was the last. Yeah, one. I was trying to think if some if there was another one. Pretty sure it was SMU. Guy, I... It was SMU. So I mean, no, they they don't need a decade long ban, um, but they need something. <laughs> Someone's got to do something to this, otherwise everybody's going to do it. And you know how to fix it? Like get with technology. Right. Put fucking headsets in the helmets so we can stop all mm-hmm. these goddamn that are on the sidelines um, with this dumbass shit that people do in, in college. It's not going to cost that much money. You're already paying players. College coaches are already the highest paid you know, public servant in each state in which they, they, they coach. So they got the funds. Just 
Just put goddamn headsets and helmets. I kind of cost that much. Strange. All right, moving on from community comments. If you would like to uh, have your comment read on next week's episode, you know where to find us at AFR Sports. Leave a comment on any of our more recent videos, and we will uh, probably mention it next week. Uh, so, getting into the last minute of the night, the ride or die in five. This is where we give you mm. our picks on five upcoming games this weekend. Uh, these are all in the NFL. Last week, not a very good week on the show. We all That's went weird. two and three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, folks. You know, it happens from time to time. Uh, overall records, though, Malin is 202 wins, 142 losses. He is plus 60. Uh, I am 215 wins, 172 losses. I am plus 43. Uh, Nestor is 97 wins, 80 losses. He is plus 17. And then G Money is 119 wins, 105 losses. He is plus 14. Uh, so you can decide where you would like to agree or disagree this weekend. Uh, so let's start off with tomorrow night's game. We've got the Panthers going to Chicago where Chicago is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, not a very intriguing game, not going to lie, but an interesting line. G-Money, what do you like here? Oh, so I'm just going to go just gonna look straight at the numbers. And um, Carolina is 1-6-1 and one against the spread. Mm. And uh, Chicago is 3-5-1. I mean... But uh, they're playing at Chicago. Um, Bryce Young hasn't looked good really all season. Um, don't know what's going on. I mean, they're, they're wasting the wide receivers they have. I, I just I just look at them and go, yeah, maybe uh, Frank Wright might be out. He shouldn't be. They should keep him for another season. But, but uh, I'm going to take the Bears. The Bears minus a three and a half. Okay. I'll go real quick. I'm going to agree. Give me the Bears and three and a half points. The Panthers are just <laughs> come on. Neither team is good, but the Panthers are really bad. Uh Nestor. Yeah, uh I looked it up historically. <laughs> uh the Panthers are terrible visiting the Bears. Uh, it doesn't matter if he was his back or not. Uh, I feel like the Panthers are just that bad. Uh, and the Bears, they hung in there with the Saints. Give them that credit. So, yeah, give me the Bears. Malin? Esther sounds like a Cowboys fan saying they should get credit for losing. Um, Listen... This is the second worst football game that we're going to see this entire year. The only game that was worse was the Jets and the Giants. And the only thing that could be worse than that would be if the Jets played the Jets. Um, as far as Thursday night goes, this is like a 2016 Jaguars versus Texans game. This is just uh. fucking awful. 
Um, so the fact that they're three and a half point favorites in Chicago, um, Vegas is smart. I'm going to go ahead and take Chicago. I honestly, if someone wanted to put off a dirty bomb in the stadium, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> All right, next game, we have uh, another morning game in Germany. Oh, man, we've got the Indianapolis Colts against my New England Patriots, where the Colts are favored by a point and a half. Real quick, I'll go first. Give me the Colts to cover a point and a half. The Patriots are dog shit. Nestor. I wanted to make he's for New England, but uh, yeah, uh, Matt Jones says he's he's happy to be so far from home. So uh, give me the Colts. He should stay. And, uh, he doesn't even have to come back. He doesn't want to stay. <laughs> yeah, give me the Colts, man. I uh, Minshew and and you got Taylor and uh, whoever the fuck else is Zach and running back position. So yeah. Give me the Colts. Why are we even wasting our time? I'm sorry. Why are we wasting our time going to Germany? We're just wasting everybody's t- jet fuel, money. What is the point in us going over there just for get our ass beat in another country? Germans are like, what? what's going on? Why? Why this game? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Malin. This is a far cry from uh, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. It wasn't even that good <laughs> of a game. Uh, no, th- this is the third worst game of the season. Uh, that I think of. Uh, well, Germans are going to be nice and drunk. They're going to be drinking warm beer all day just so that they can stomach goddamn masquerade of an NFL game. Uh, you might as well be, you know, like the Edmonton you know, Eskimos and whatever fucking CFL team we want to put out there. Uh, no, this is, this is bad. Uh, if I didn't have kids, I'd just get really drunk and sleep through this game and wake up at, you know, 1230 and watch real football. Uh, but I'm going to go with Indy because I got Jonathan Taylor and I don't like uh, I don't like the Patriots defense and I really don't like their offense. So you're making me pick uh, Gardner Minshew and uh, the Colts. Jesus. Ursay is probably going to have a lot of fun in Europe, though. He's... <laughs> As someone yeah, else, who, someone else who may not come Fly. back. He's actually hanging out in Amsterdam. He's not heading down to Germany. He's going to be <laughs> nah, chilling with. He's about to go down to Auschwitz and take some lines off a hooker's ass in a rail car, probably. But uh, that's fine. Uh, that sounds better than Columbia, right about now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Sarasota? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah, Sarasota. <laughs> Go ahead, G Money. <laughs> yeah, so um you know I now have a hate affair with the Patriots. Um I actually took them when I was in Vegas this last time against the Commanders because I figured oh, that geez. Commanders got rid of their two best defensive players and they would win. And but but hell no, they did not. Mac Jones sucks. Um Belichick looks disinterested and O'Brien probably wishes he was back at Alabama. Um, the Patriots are one and four against the spread. The last five games, one and four. I mean, the Colts are two, uh, uh, three and two. 
One and a half points? Yeah, give me, give me, Andy. I mean, I'm, I'm not taking New England again this season. <laughs> Just not going to happen. I don't care if they're, they play the Jets at some point again. And I'll take the Jets. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I did say that we should pick the Patriots every single week from this on out so that we can get a guaranteed one win so no one goes 0-5. Right. <laughs> we may have to do that. Uh, I will say G-Money predicted that the Pats would only win uh, five games this year, and even that's sounding generous. Should have taken the under. <laughs> now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, what what did Nestor say they should be? Didn't he say they're gonna win like eight games or something? It's God embarrassing. Damn. I said Nestor said ten. I said nine. Mainly he said damn. eight. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I think I did cocaine that day. Uh, yeah. Damn. No wonder, no wonder you got a fucking Christmas tree up. That was that Sarasota cocaine. <laughs> That's you right. Know. That was. Yeah. Uh, that he must have been drinking that uh big black coffee. BBC. <laughs> BBC. Like, let me let me check out another BBC. He was gargling the BBC. <laughs> That's fine. Um, let's go. Somebody in the chat, th says half PPR league. Would you trade Keenan and Brees for Chase Kenneth? And C. Harb? Oh, Chuba no. Hubbard. No. no. I'm, keeping, I'm keeping Allen. He's the only offense that that Chargers team has. And if Herbert's going to will them to an over 500 record, that man's going to get some points until he gets hurt. He's going to get hurt at some point. But Great question, TH. Thanks for the fantasy callback say no unless you were wanting us to say yes and you were on the other end of the trade and i hope you get it (laughs) please (laughs) all right next game here sunday at one o'clock all right we got some real football finally we have the 49ers and the jags this is in jacksonville 49ers three point favorites even though it's been a little bit of a slide as of late um malin what do you like here? All right, this is this is an interesting game. Who would have thought that at this point in the year the Jaguars would have a better record than the Niners? Right? The Niners are on a three-game slide, yet the Jaguars are at home, plus three. The home team right now in Vegas has been getting one and a half, so they're swinging four and a half points uh, over to the other team. Now, the Niners had given up over 400 total yards of offense with their supposedly great defense the last two weeks, but now they got Chase Young. So you're you're in this you're in this mode of how good does Chase Young make them? Um, I'll tell you what it doesn't do. It doesn't make the secondary great. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars on this one. Uh, because I'm still, I think that Purdy pressing 
Um, I think he's showing us that he's average. I think there's a lot more film out on him. I still think he's a good quarterback, decent quarterback, but he's not the next Joe Montana. God forbid the next, you know, Tom Brady. Like these bang, bang, Niner gang fucking fans have been saying uh, that he is, calling him the next GOAT uh, because they're all, you know, fucking stupid and doing dick trains with each other. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Jacksonville. Um, I think that Lawrence and team are going to do good. ETN, I think, is going to run crazy um, on them. I don't think that Chase Young is going to make that big of a difference on that defense because the secondary is still garbage. They're just not good. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm going to take Jasmine. And please don't kick us off of YouTube with what I just said. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Nestor. <laughs> um, I just, man, I just don't see the Niners taking a fourth straight loss. And uh, this is a team that has gone to Jacksonville one before. So they're serious about business. Uh, they get the win here just barely. It's going to be a close game, but give me the Niners in this one. G-Money? So, um, in the last five games, the Jaguars are five and zero against the spread. Overall, they're six and two against the spread. The Niners in the last five games are two and three against the spread, and overall, they're just four and four against the spread. Um, does Chase Young make a difference? I know the Niners and the, and, and the Bang Bang Up My Ass fans are hoping that he makes a difference. That you know, he can help generate a pass rush because that's what they're missing. They have no pass rush. Um, Boza has, I think, three sacks on the year. That's not like Boza. And if they can't generate a pass rush, then Maitland's right. Their secondary is not good. If you get a pass rush and you can sack that quarterback and make him throw the ball before he's ready then the secondary looks pretty damn good. But it's it, it's, it's the, the um, rush that gets to him. Nah, I'm taking the, I'm taking Jaguar, the Jaguars plus three, three points. Niners may win, and they could possibly win. Mm-hmm. But it should be a close game. And they're not going to cover the spread because that's not what they do. Yeah, uh, like you said, you know, the Jacks being 5-0 and against the spread these past five games that was really all i needed to see and the the 49ers just being kind of so so against it uh the jags just keep kind of quietly are finding ways to just keep winning games and just keep covering so um with that being said i'm going to go with the, the history there give me the jags at home and the three points should be a very good game though i'm looking forward to watching this one at one right. on sunday so when was the last time a six and two team was a three point underdog at home? Right. So weird. And I just got done saying the first pick that, you know, Vegas knows things, but I just went against them. Uh, so they'll probably <laughs> make me look stupid here. But, uh, but no, you can tell that G Money and I really like the Niners. We're, we're, we're big fans. <laughs> bang, well, I mean, bang. I want to be somewhat smarter about my betting than at times in the past, but still, 
you look at the Niners team, and yeah, you know, you their defense is underperforming. Um, Brock Purdy is pretty much Jimmy G 1.5. He's not, you know, that's who he is. If you watch him, he's Jimmy G 1.5. I love it. It's that mid-year refresh, not even the the new phone. It's the middle of the year. Uh, Yeah, it's it's, we added a couple new apps. That's what (laughs) we did. Don't even get the new upgrade. They just got a better camera. Is the S model? We added a colorful face and gave it to you. <laughs> S model. I love it. Pretty S. Love it. Uh, four o'clock on Sunday, Detroit and the Chargers. Uh, this is in LA, and Detroit are two and a half point favorites on the road. Nestor, what do you like here? Um. So last week I went with the Chargers. I'm not doing that again. Um, because that's about as far as that goes. So give me the Lions. Uh, they're going to have Montgomery back. Gibbs had a great game, his last game. So now you have two you, – you know you have two running backs that have talent. Uh, they're probably going to use Montgomery to, you know, do his thing in the end zone and then Gibbs to uh, run it every other time. So um, – yeah, this team offensively, they're very dynamic. So I expect them to beat the Chargers here. So give me Detroit and this one. All right. Uh, G Money. Detroit doesn't play well on the road, but they're also 4 and 1 against the spread in the last five games. The Chargers are 3 and 2. And, 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 you know, you watched the last Chargers game against the Jets, and it just had no offense. No offense. So, I mean, pretty much the Chargers' defense looked good. I think against the, the Lions, they're not going to look so good. Um, I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, I just – I think they win. I think they win probably by by uh, touchdown or maybe six, but give me the give me the Lions minus the points. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm also taking the Lions on the road here to cover those two and a half points. Um, if they are the team that I think they are, this is one of those games that they just have to win on the road. Uh, the Chargers have been really up and down. And um, Detroit has looked very, very good. They're, they are the better team. Vegas has it right here. Uh, they should win this game, and they should do it by at least uh, one position game. So I'm going to take the Lions here, and I'm really hoping this is not one of those games that the Chargers decide to play really, really well. So, Malin? I mean, uh, G Money said they were – and four and one against spread in the last five games. And we all know that that one game was against Baltimore at Baltimore. Um, as my Seahawks found out, that's a tough place to play, people. <laughs> um, not a whole lot happens good for teams not wearing uh, purple, gold, and black. God damn it. That's painful. Um, that's like getting raped with no lube. That was just, that was just bad. Um, so, Detroit. 
Then get Montgomery back. The two surprise running backs that have been overperforming this year have been Montgomery and Swift. I think we can all agree on that. Those are two running backs that went to different teams and they were just balling out. So getting Montgomery back, you got a pro bowler at tight end. You got a pro bowler at wide receiver. Goff definitely shown that he's not just a product of McVay's offense. The Chargers, they got nothing outside of Keenan Allen. Um, Williams is already out for the year. That's kind of part of the course. One of those wide receivers is always out for the year. What what'd you say, Nestor? Eckler. No, he he's terrible. Um, the uh, so that that offense is just inconsistent. At the end of the day, and I cannot believe I'm I'm saying this, but I'll take Dan Campbell biting kneecaps as a head coach over Staley. Uh, because Staley has shown nothing but to just fuck shit up whenever he has a chance to make the right call, makes the wrong call. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit with the two and a half points. Or mi- minus two and a half. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Last but not least, the Monday night game, kind of a weird one. The Broncos at the Bills, where the Bills are seven and a half point favorites. G Money, what do you like here? So I like Denver. Um, the Bills are 0 and 5 the last five games against the spread. They're basically 3 and 6 against the spread. Um, Denver's last five has been 3 and 2 against the spread. And the last three games, um, their defense has been giving up an average of 15 points a game. And Russell Wilson looks like Russell Wilson of about three and a half, four years ago. I th- I'll say when it. I last looked at I think his QBR was like 107. Um, his touchdown to uh, interception ratio is really, it is indeed like four years ago. Um, and if you take a look at Buffalo, first of all, Buffalo is hurting on defense. They're, they're, they're hurting. Um, and they don't have anybody to step up and help them. And I don't know, but Allen just looks a little off. Last few games, he, I don't know if he injured his shoulder or something, but he just doesn't look right. So, yeah, I'm taking Denver. Give me Denver in the seven and a half. I got to agree. I'm also going to take the Broncos and the points. It kind of pains me to say it because I, I swore them off some point last year. I don't think I've picked them a single time since then. But this time around, because the Bills and the state that they're in, I've, I've got to see this being at least a sort of a close game. You know, the Bills will keep it closer than they should because that's just what they've been doing all year. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to take the Broncos and the points. Uh, Nestor. Yeah, we're going one and four. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with them first. <laughs> Um, yeah, I. You know what? I've been burned by the Bills twice already. Um, they didn't cover against Tampa. Um, <laughs> they just they're just very soft, in my opinion. Like that's why I said they're, you know, the uh, whatever segment. What did we What did we say? 
oh, how much of a threat they are in the AFC, right. like a one to fucking four out of ten. I completely mean that. Um, especially that that spread, seven and a half. No, yeah, no. Give me Denver. They'll keep it close enough. I expect the Bills to win this one, but they'll get soft towards the end, like typical Bills fashion. So give me the Broncos. It's soft to, towards the end. That's the worst. Malin. You all disgust me. <laughs> Quite frankly. Just disgusting. Um, we are the bag on Russell Wilson show of record. I've already talked about this. Um, I'll give a shit what his QBR is. The man's barely throwing for 200 yards a game. Uh, yeah, he's not throwing a lot of interceptions. That's why his QBR is higher. Um, but he's just playing average. He's not He's not Russell Wilson of three and a half years ago. He only has 16 touchdowns. Um, he's had just as many bad games as he has good games. He's like he's a lot like Josh Allen right now. He has a really good game or has a really bad game. Um, but I really do think that this is going to be one of those games where Josh Allen balls out. Because I'm not a believer in Denver's defense. I'm just not. Um, and so this is where I'm going to flip script again, where I didn't agree with Vegas on a couple times, but I'm going to agree with Vegas on this one. Um, because if I'm anything, I am consistent people. Um, and Russell Wilson can eat a horse's ass. Um, so I'm taking uh, Buffalo on this. And I hope they lose by 27 and a half points. Uh, not just seven and a half, um, but I think that I really do think that this is going to be one of those games where Josh Allen has one of those games where everyone's like, "Oh, Josh Allen is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL." Um, so I think it's going to happen. I hope Samaj uh, Ahmed P Ryan goes for like <laughs> two hundred yards and then win this game. Okay, now, now you're saying Pete Ryan. He didn't know it was Pete Ryan. You were calling him Perrin. Fuck up. Perrin. Well, makes more sense. Perrin, Pete Ryan, Pork Ryan, whatever the fuck his name is. Do something. So the only games that we disagree on is uh, San Francisco and Jacksonville where Nestor is taking San Francisco to cover, and then Denver and Buffalo where Malin's taking Buffalo to cover. Oh. I'm on the Niners Island. I'm in Alcatraz. <laughs> um, I have. I gotta say this. Someone just slid into my DMs about 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. Facebook, and uh, this is what they said. Um, fuck you and your Huskies. <laughs> Michigan is the greatest. Um, we've never cheated. Um, you didn't deserve to beat us in the Rose Bowl, and you don't deserve a share of the national championship against Miami. Um, hail to the victors. I'm going to have some fun with this guy. This, I'm like, I don't know. Like, Does he want a blowjob or something? Like, well, what is he looking for here? <laughs> Who slides into someone's? How did he find me? He took time I mean, I guess, to find you. I guess there's not a whole lot of people named Malin. Um, but Heath? Heath. That's your fucking name? Um, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Uh, you're an idiot, 
and uh, I hope you step on Legos, slip on an icy sidewalk, and uh, drink Flint water. So that's fun. If he took the time to find me on Facebook and say some shit, I hope he gets hit by a semi truck. <laughs> I hope he watches the show. Actually, I mean, yeah, I hope he watches the show. And if he took that long to find you, dude I'm has right. no life. Like, dude, get out of your mom's basement. Come on, there's a world out there. Twenty minutes ago. I mean, it was twenty-three Gr- minutes. Granted, you probably live. Your mom doesn't have a basement because you live in a fucking single wide trailer in Michigan somewhere. And your mom is also your sister and your girlfriend. But aside from that. Well, are we talking about Michigan fans or Alabama fans? I don't... Well, I mean, this is like the SEC. At least Alabama oh, fans oh, can oh. say they've won national championships recently. Michigan fans are just as bad as bad as Dallas fans. When was the last time Michigan won a national championship? Yeah, probably just about the same time Dallas won a Super Bowl. It's not been relevant in, until the last two years when Harbor was st- sign stealing. So basically, play. Michigan is like the Houston Astros. The last you might just time. Live in Gainesville. <laughs> Last time Michigan won a Super Bowl, I think it or not a Super Bowl, uh, a national championship. I think it was nineteen ninety seven. Sheesh, is that it? Was? I think it was. So I think they're two years better than uh, June Bugs, uh, <laughs> us Cowboys. Um, I think it was ninety seven. The the last time that they won a Super Bowl, maybe it was ninety eight. Uh, or not, I keep saying Super Bowl. God damn it! Na- na- national championship. I'm pretty sure it was the night. Right. It was 97. 97. God damn it! Bam. Bam. So That's you know, the Michigan uh, fans are not relevant, and their team isn't relevant. And if they weren't, sh- and and why do you have to steal signs on shitty teams in the Big Ten? I mean, you've only got two other teams you have to worry about, Penn State and Ohio State. I mean, other than that, you're going to steal signs from Rutgers? What the fuck? I'm pretty sure there's some high school teams in California that could beat Rutgers. And what I mean, is I'm pretty sure color- Florida has some high school like, teams that could do that. They call themselves yeah. maize. Their colors are maize and blue. What the fuck color is maize? It's a fluorescent yellow. Like, Ponde puts that on their fucking cars right now. Um, so you, you you can kiss my ass. It's funny because maize is wearing a basketball logo on their jerseys. Okay? Got the Air Jordan logo on their jerseys. A basketball logo on a football jersey. Well, this has been quite the. Yeah, you don't have to be. You you don't have to be brilliant to graduate from Michigan. <laughs> you just basically have to be able. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like it's Northwestern, you know, where they actually have academic standards. <laughs> it's Michigan, by God. I know community colleges that have better sta- academic standards. Love it. Uh, thank you all Heath. for watching and listening. Thanks, Heath. Go eat a baby roof. Dumbass. <laughs> Thanks when for I being When I say baby a... roof, I really black cock. That's what I mean. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time. Chew on those nuts. And the resources to go find 
your favorite co-host on the internet. Uh, <laughs> folks, we will talk hey, to you My name all. is Malin Dennis, by the way, people. <laughs> M-A-H-L-O-N-D-E-N-N-I-S. Come find me. TikTok, Facebook. It's fine. We'll talk to you all next week. Until then, remember it's at AFR Sports at the top of the screen. Have a good week, and we will see you all next week. Yep. Yeah.